Scaling your law firm doesn't have to be difficult. It's all about mastering a few key strategies, systems, and mindsets. Welcome to the Scalable Law Podcast, where we talk about how you can increase profit in your pocket and time in your calendar. My name is Carolee Fontanelli, and I have successfully scaled my firm so that it doesn't solely rely on me. Now I love teaching other law firm owners how to do the same. Let's transform your business starting now. Welcome to another episode of the Scalable Law Podcast. I am your host, Carolee Fontanelli, and I am so glad that you are here tuning in again. If you have known me for a while now, you will know that I have been to the Clio conference and it was a blast. Stay tuned here because I will be updating you with what happened at the Clio conference and what I found there what I loved, what it was like exhibiting there, and the whole experience right from Nashville. Today, though, on the podcast, we are talking about building a solid relationship with your clients and how you can do that through the client journey. I think as lawyers and law firm owners, we often forget about the client journey That is the shoes of the clients, where they have been walking, how they have stumbled upon you or why they've needed your service in the first place, which usually is some pain points or something has triggered it, particularly in law. And then what happens once they pick up the phone with you right through to the very end of the service. Now, during this client journey, We as lawyers are very focused on the results for our client. We have done this a lot of times and we know that if we keep taking these pathways that we will come to an end and we will end up with a result, which is going to include usually making your client very secure in one way or another, whether it is um, the certainty because the matter is at an end and we have orders in place or whether it is that we've finalized some documentation for them so they're not at risk anymore or whether it is settling a property or whatever it might be. But often the time between them calling us and before that period to the time that they finalize with us their matter, there's a lot of stress usually for the client in between. Now, maybe not in every area of law, there's not the level of stress as say there is in some other areas like litigation or family law or, um, you know, estate litigation, for example, or conveyancing property can be quite stressful for people as well. But I think, you know, really reassuring our clients by building that really solid relationship with them and being there with them on the journey, not just as a lawyer advising them but to be with them and for them to feel like they, we have got them, right? It's so important. So how do you actually do that? So inside the Scalable Business Lounge, we one of the tasks that we do is we map out the client journey. And some of the students are so clever, they even hop on Canva and create a like custom-made looking client journey where we can see 
how the client gets from where they are, which is usually pretty an unhappy place. So I call that the land of unhappy and what stepping stones they take through the service that we provide as lawyers to get from the land of unhappy across to the land of happy. We need to know what each of those stepping stones are. And so we map that out on paper in the Scalable Business Lounge because it really helps us as law firm owners and as lawyers to remember what it's like to be walking in the shoes of a client. We've all heard of uh, bedside manner of doctors, right? And you can kind of, you might have even experienced it or you can imagine it, you know, when you're in hospital and you're having the worst time ever and a doctor's just so blasé about it. It's because they have given that news or they've seen this thing a thousand times before. For us as the as the client or as the patient, you know, it's scary and overwhelming and we don't know what the outcome's going to be and all of that type of thing. And we have to remember as lawyers to not be like that doctor and give our clients a little bit more care. So how can we do that um, in our legal matters and in our law firms so that we can get raging reviews from our clients? It's actually really, really simple. And I find in my law firm that the times that we get complaints from clients is not because they've received bad legal advice. It's never that. It's always these really, really small, very easy to avoid issues. So what we're going to do now is talk about how we can build that solid relationship, holding our client's hand across those stepping stones of this client journey so that we have the best possible client reviews ever and no complaints. So the first thing is, is that we need to have empathy for our clients and we need to listen to what they need. So that means we have to show an interest sometimes in their non-legal issues because there's a whole range of things that surround our clients. We're focused on the legal issue. The problem is larger than the legal issue often. And so we need to show an interest and listen. And I know that we're not counsellors, but we do have to listen. It doesn't mean you have to give any counselling advice to them, but you have to show an interest in the client and make sure that the client feels heard. So sometimes stopping and listening and teaching your team how to stop and listen can be really, really helpful. Now, the next thing that is so, so important, and I have policies in my law firm to make sure that this happens, and that is updating your client on a regular basis. That even means if you don't have an update yet, you might not have heard anything back, but ensure that it's scheduled in to make sure the client is getting an update. And the update is, we haven't heard anything yet. Would you like us to go back to them or whatever it might be? So updating your client is absolutely important. That also means making sure you take their phone calls, even if you don't have an update. Now, I learned this the hard way early on in my career 
when I was working for someone who would not update the client and then the clients would get infuriated. So I know it sounds really simple, but it's really important that you update your client even if you don't have any news. Acknowledge the client's inquiry, um, be proactive in providing them reports uh, even when nothing has happened exactly like um, we've just talked about. Now, another thing that's super important to make sure you're there with your client along the journey is to ensure that you are picking up the phone and giving your client the attention that they require. One of the complaints that I get in my firm when a client has gone sour is that they felt like the lawyer didn't have time for them because the lawyer was busy in court with other matters. It's a really bad thing for clients to hear that they are not a priority. We know as lawyers and law firm owners that we have got 20 or 30 matters on our plate. The client practically knows this, right? They know that they're not the only one paying a bill or they're the only client, but they don't want to be told, I'm sorry I was too busy or I'm sorry I was in court or anything like that. They want to be insured or they want to know that they have got your attention when they want it. And I know that that is easier said than done, but it's really about being careful how you communicate all of your competing client priorities that you have going on. So this is a really important thing. And it's something that you can teach your team how to do as well. The next couple of things are around surprises. Things happen in matters and also in your team as well. So for example, you might have a team member that leaves. Often this can be very upsetting for a client, but the way in which you do a handover and the way in which you communicate it, that can make all of the difference. Because remember what your client is going through is one of the most important things right now in their life and it's hard for them to deal with lawyers. So they get attached to a lawyer, even if they don't like them that much, they still can get attached to them um, and they don't like to be moved to another lawyer. But sometimes it's necessary because we might have a sick team member or a team member might have resigned or whatever. A lesson that I have learned, and this is all around surprises and making sure you don't have surprises, is to communicate, communicate, communicate. Make sure that you tell your clients exactly what's going on each step of the way. That includes doing a proper file handover if that's possible and if that's not possible for whatever reason, to make sure that you get the client in and you introduce the new lawyer to the client and that the new lawyer knows exactly what's going on on the matter for that introduction. I have run into mistakes before and things have happened where we've done these handovers and they haven't been executed very well and then the client up and leaves because they're not happy with the surprise. There really is nothing wrong with the matter or with how it's been run and the new person, the new lawyer can get up and off the ground running really quickly. There's no problems with any of that. 
but it's the element of surprise that clients don't like. So make sure that you don't have those sorts of surprises and that you handle them really, really well uh, without delay so that your client remains happy and satisfied in their client journey with you. So when we're talking about surprises, we're also talking about bill surprises. We're also talking about uh, matter surprises. Again, ensuring that those conversations happen at the earliest possible time. If the bill is going to change or blow out, make sure you're sending cost agreements early and having those conversations early on so that they are aware that it could occur or happen because when it's a surprise, that's when things don't go well in the client journey and that solid relationship that you want to build uh, can't happen because they feel let down. So ensuring that the element of surprise is not there through really good communications very early on, as soon as you get a sniff of things happening, that's when it's really important. And if you think about yourself as a client, you will, in whatever situation it is. So for me, I last year renovated my house. So I was dealing with all kinds of people, um, builders and project manager and architect and all that kind of stuff. And it really put me in the place of being the client and being on this stressful client journey. And there were things that made me feel good and there were things that made me feel very disappointed and upset. And when you feel good about your client journey, you don't mind paying the bill. You're happy to pay the bill. And it can come down to the smallest things like no surprises or great communication or making sure you get a call back. As soon as you feel like you're not important anymore or the person doesn't care about your matter, that's when your client journey starts to feel like you don't want to be on it with that company. So make sure that as a law firm owner, you are instilling these things into your practice as part of the way that we do things here. And you can do that by putting all of these types of things into your processes and systems so that your firm, your team are delivering exactly the sort of service and the client journey that you want delivered. And writing down your client journey each step of the way um, is really, really helpful for your team and also for you to refer back to as well. Remembering that our clients come to us at different parts of their client journey. And wherever it is that they have come to you, uh, can it can help you to understand the stepping stones you need to get them from the land of unhappy to happy and how we can get them there through ensuring that we don't have those awkward surprises, that we ensure that our client feels like they're being taken care of and that they've got plenty of attention even though we we have competing priorities, making sure that they are constantly updated, uh, even if nothing has been happening on the matter. And also listening and caring about the client in all other aspects other than only the legal issue that we are solving. Because remember, for most of what we do as lawyers, 
even though we're only worrying about the legal issue and that's all we're really taking care of and they're paying us to take care of that, there's often a whole another part and component to the legal issue for our client. And sometimes it's quite an emotional component um, depending on what area of law you're in. But there's plenty of areas of law where the client is highly agitated or emotional or frustrated or whatever it might be. So showing interest in in them and everything else that's around their issue. If you do those things, you will find that you'll have a very successful um, time with building relationships with your client and you will be able to get those five-star reviews that you really want to get on Google as well. So I hope that helps you for today. If you want to tune in again next week, I will have another podcast for you. See you then. Thank you for listening to the Scalable Law Podcast, brought to you by the Scalable Business Lounge. If you would love to know how you can get more clients without relying on referrals, head over to scalablelaw.com to watch my free masterclass. Until next time, you have got this. Oh, 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 oh,